0: The Jeep Black Friday sales event is here with incredible deals on a wide selection of Jeep 4x4 vehicles. Right now, at 15% below MSRP for an average of $11,514 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE Overland or Summit. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. $11,514 average based on 15% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee 4xE Overland and Summit models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 1130. Jeep is a registered trademark. and uh, get connected. So I'm going to give you a moment uh, to do that. Prayer is going to be amazing tonight. So as you're coming in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from. Let's share this video tonight. Let's be digital missionaries, y'all, and do as much as we can to share and to change and to impact in the lives of people in a great way. All right. So starting a little early with you on tonight. Come on in, like this video, tell me where you're watching from. And share this thing tonight. Uh, we are going to be some digital missionaries and change some lives tonight. All right. So it's going to be amazing. We're going to also, uh, get started here with our Instagram fam. What's going on, everybody? Come on in, Instagram fam. Come on, everybody. Come on in, everybody, everybody, everybody. We are so excited. It is Monday night, which means it's time to command your day and to command your week with the power of prayer. It is going to be amazing. Are you in expectation, God? Dog, I'm in expectation. I know God's gonna move it and amazing tonight. Good morning. So, where are you from? Because this evening here in the mountain, uh, in uh, Mountain Standard Time. So where are you watching from where it is? Good morning. Tell me where you're watching from. Come on in, everybody. Like the video. Tell me where you are watching from and share this video tonight. Can I get you to do that? Like the video. Tell me where you are watching from and share the video tonight. I see you over in Aurora. I see you. I see you. I see you. Come on from. Ah, okay. Okay. Now, is that Nigeria or Nigerian? Because the way you spelled it looks different. Come on, Alabama. What's happening in Alabama. Come on in, everybody. Come on in, everybody. Like the video. Tell me what you're watching from and share this video tonight. It's going to be amazing. Like the video, tell me where you're watching from, and share the video tonight. And uh, we should be up here. Boom, I see we're good on YouTube. I see we are good. We're coming up on Facebook and Periscope and everything else. Um, Listen, uh, Nigeria, got gotcha. you. Philadelphia, good to see you. Come on in, guys. It is Monday night, which means we are getting ready to pray. It's going to be amazing. All right. So as you come in, like this video, tell me where you're watching from and share this video tonight, and let you do what we can do to be digital missionaries. What does that mean, Bishop? It literally means that we are using our lives to change the lives of other people through digital technology, so it's going to be amazing, all right? Hey, what's going on? Aurora, good to see you. Come on, somebody say, I need it. Listen, we all need it. Let me tell you, we all need it Prayer is something that we get to do. It is not something that we have to do. Uh, prayer is a privilege. Prayer is not something that is a right. Can I get you to just say that and type that on the screen? Prayer is a privilege, not a right. Prayer is a privilege, not a right. Prayer is something we get to do, guys. It's not something that we have to do. ATL, ATL, excited about Harvard Church Atlanta. I'm excited about uh, as we are moving towards the, um, the lifting of our um, time of quarantine and what have you. I'm excited about, uh, as we're moving towards that lifting, um, being able to, uh, to, to really begin to move in the things that God has ordained. I want us to, um, to take a moment, um, as you're coming in again, like the video, tell me where you're watching from, share it. I see your Facebook. I see you YouTube. I see you everywhere, everybody. And Periscope, I see you too, uh, going on all of them. Um, The first thing I want to start with with prayer tonight is actually uh, for those that are mourning. So the death toll in America from this coronavirus outbreak, we're going to pray for three things. The first thing is that we are going to pray for those that um, for a swift end to this outbreak. That's number one. Can I get a few of you to type that on every platform? A swift end, a swift end, a swift end. That's the first thing that we're going to pray for, a swift end to this coronavirus outbreak. That's what we're going to pray for. Um, the second thing we're going to pray for is those that are grieving right now, because of loss. Um, can I uh can I get you uh, if you know someone that is grieving because they have lost someone as a result of this coronavirus outbreak, can I just get you to do the hand wavy emoji for me? If they're in grief because they've lost someone, they have lost someone over eighty thousand have tradition in America alone. Um, And uh, and so we want to pray because grief is in the land. And whenever people are grieving, um, grief always produces um, sometimes erratic behavior and erratic decisions. And if you are someone right now where you are grieving, please listen to me. Do not allow yourself to make poor decisions in this moment. Uh, I rebuke, and can I get you to please type this on the screen, especially if you're grieving. I rebuke my own bad decisions. Come on, what does that mean? What does it rebuke? That means I send it away. It has no right to be here. You got to be careful that whenever you are grieving, and maybe it's not from coronavirus, maybe it's for something else. Sometimes you have to grieve. Watch me. Uh, sometimes you have to grieve what you hoped people would be. Let's go. Sometimes you have to grieve relationships that got to come to an end. Sometimes you have to grieve friendships that have to come to an end. Sometimes, watch me, your hope of who someone could have become because you have more confidence in them than they did in themselves. Sometimes those things uh, you have to grieve. Sometimes you have to grieve that life, watch me, it's not going back to normal. You're going to a new normal. And, but I prophesy to you this, that your new normal will be better than what it was before. Can I get a few of you to type that on the screen? Better, 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 better. Come on, put that on the screen. Um, and so before I get into announcements today, uh, the Lord said uh, he wanted me to cover number one, Number one, uh, we're going to pray for a swift end to the coronavirus outbreak. Number two, I'm going to pray for those that are dealing with grief because they've lost someone. And even if you're dealing with grief because of anything that has changed, the third thing that we're going to pray for is that we are going to, uh, we're going to pray very specifically um, for um, the United States of America. Now I know we've got UK on, I saw Nigeria on, I know we got Canada on, several other places, Um, but we're going to pray specifically for the United States of America. Guys, I pray um, and it, please hear me. I pray that those of you who chose not to vote in the last presidential election, I pray you choose to vote this time. Um, People die. Can I be honest with you? It's an insult to the lives of the people that died so that you could vote to not vote and to say, well, I'm not going to exercise the franchise because of this or because of that or because of this. It is an insult, to be honest with you to those that have. And so I want to encourage you um, because what this has taught us, this outbreak has taught us, is the importance of leadership. Can I get you to please hear me right now? Um, this has shown us that it matters who's in power. It matters who's in control. And this isn't a political statement. This is just simply the facts. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 80,000 lives that were lost Um, that, uh, you know, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too deep into it, but all I will say is that please exercise your right to vote. All right. If you're not registered to vote, get to vote. The Lord said, son, I want you to deal with that. Even when we see, we covered African-American men and then we covered women on Sunday in prayer, African-American men, uh, last Thursday or Friday in prayer. And even when we look at that, y'all, what does it tell us? Um, it tells us that it matters who's in power. Those prosecutors did nothing after that young African-American man was murdered by white supremacists. So what do you mean white supremacists? They've got the photos of them holding up uh, flags and things that support white supremacy. Those prosecutors did nothing. Until the Georgia Bureau of Investigation got involved, they only got involved after a higher, uh, after an exec, the executive branch of that government got involved. What are you saying, Bishop? Is that it matters? Let me tell you. Let me tell you how much it matters. Is because leaders are needed most when there's a crisis, and so we're going to cover America specifically the federal government, state government, local government. We're going to cover. We're going to cover that. I've been in meetings the last couple of months uh, with every level of government, uh, making sure that people were getting the things that they needed and, and doing the work on the back end so things would be right for people on the front end. So we're going to cover that in prayer. If you're just coming in, like this video, tell me where you're watching from. Share this video tonight. Let's jump in. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, that we get to pray. Prayer is a privilege. Prayer is not a right. Prayer is something that we get to do. It is not something that we have to do. So tonight, we gather across America and around the world on all of these uh, digital platforms tonight, Father. And we, number one, say you are amazing. You are faithful. You are consistent. You are Alpha and Omega. What does that mean? You're beginning. And the end, you're the first and the last. Father, you're the God that you start at the Omega and walk back to the Alpha. So by the time we get to it, you've already got us through it. There's no problem that we will face, Father, that you have not already given us a solution to. So we give you glory for it. We thank you that you are the God that's our healer. Jehovah Rapha, which means not just our healer, but you're the God that brings the cure. The cure, not just the physical ailments, but the cure to any emotional ailments or any soul ailments that we may endure. But Father, not only do you give us the cure, you're the God. Rapha means you stitch things together. That means even the pieces that have been snatched over here and snatched over there and pulled over here, you're the God that you'll begin to stitch the different pieces of our life together. That's why your word says in Romans 8, 28, that you make all things, come on, y'all, work together. Somebody ought to put that on the screen. It's working. It's working. You make all things work together for the good of them that love you and are called according to your purpose. That's us, Father. We love you tonight. And before we ask you for anything, we just wanted to, one, into your gates of thanksgiving and your courts with praise. Number two, we just wanted you to know that we love you. Father, we are not perfect and you knew that. That's why 2,000 years ago you stepped in a body and you gone on a cross and you paid the price for us. You shed your blood in seven places, seven is shalom. You paid for us to have peace. You paid for us to have nothing missing and nothing broken and nothing lacking and for everything to be well. You paid. For that, and so tonight, Father, in Jesus' name, because you paid for that, we give you glory and we thank you. We thank you for that in the name of Jesus. So, Father, now as we move forward, we ask for forgiveness for our sin those committed knowingly and unknowingly. Some stuff we knew we had no business doing, some stuff we didn't know what we were doing. We thank you that you're the God that forgives sin. That's our mistakes. You're the God that forgives our iniquity. That's the generational stuff. Father, forgive us for wanting to be comfortable and perpetuate the curses we were supposed to break. Forgive us, God, for being like the generations that were before us. Forgive us, Father, for settling into the traditions and the patterns and the habits of the generations before us. Father, you called us to break them, not perpetuate them. You called us to be curse breakers. You called us to be line crossers. You called us to be history makers. You called us, Father, to be the Joseph of our bloodline. You called us to be the Moses of our bloodline in the name of Jesus. That's what you called us to be. So forgive us for every time we practice iniquity. That's generational stuff that's passed down. And finally, Father, we ask that you would forgive us uh, for every time that we've engaged in transgression. Transgression is when we willfully deviate what we know to be the truth. You said up, we went down. You said left, we went right. You said shut up, we kept talking. Father, forgive us for being hard-headed. Come on, y'all, I need some real folk on this prayer tonight. If you know you had some hard-headed moments, even in this last week, I just need you to put on the screen, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. We thank you, Father, that you are the God that forgives us. You are the God that forgives us. Come on, y'all. You are the God that forgives us. We stand before you and we come before you forgiven. We come before you as the righteousness of God. So when we pray tonight, we're not praying as sinners saved by grace. We are no longer sinners. Why? If any man be in Christ, if any woman me and Christ. We are new creations. What does that mean? Old things are passed away. All things are made new. All things new. All things new. Can I get a few of you to type that on the screen? All things new. That means everything about us is new. So we're no longer what we used to be. We're no longer liars. We're no longer deceivers. We're no longer whatever the blank may be. We are no longer that. Matter of fact, I need everybody on prayer tonight to type one of the things you used to be. And put it on the screen. We're no longer impatient. We're no longer drunks. We're no longer drug addicts, whatever it is. Come on, put it on the screen. We are no longer liars. We're no longer deceivers. We're no longer heartbreakers. Come on, y'all. Whatever you used to be. I need you to put that on the screen because we he makes all things new. We will no longer classify ourselves, Father, based on what we used to be. We will simply classify ourselves based on what you call us. You call us new. That means our attitude is new. That means our walk is new. That means everything about our lives is new. You make us new. We submit to new. We will not try to hold on to what we were because we feel like if we don't hold on to that, something's wrong. Instead, We will fully embrace the new that you make us into in Jesus name. Finally, Father, we cast our cares upon you in Jesus name, knowing, Father, that as we pray tonight that you hear us, we can be bold and you will hear us and you will respond with a plan. And that plan is what we're supposed to do tonight. As we pray, Father, we are not replacing the need for action. As we pray, you're going to tell us how to act. We are not replacing getting things done. You're going to tell us what things to get done. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Now, Father, I transition to praying over the three things about coronavirus. Come on, y'all. We're going in tonight. I told you. We transition to praying over the things concerning coronavirus. Number one, we pray for a swift end of you know, this coronavirus outbreak. We pray that the virus will become unstable and that it would no longer be able to spread. Come on, uh, we are specific tonight that the virus, we even shut down mutations of the virus. We shut down what they're saying is happening to some children where it's turning into Kawasaki disease. We shut that down. <laughs> in the name of Jesus, and decree and declare the virus unstable, it's unable to live in the human body, and that it is no longer spreading, that's what we pray, now in the name of Jesus, come on, I need some amens right there, I need some swift ends on the screen, listen, why do you have me talking and typing things on the screen, because the Bible says if we agree on anything, it shall be done for us, so what are we doing prayer, we are agreeing on some things, so it can be done for us in the name of Jesus. And secondly, Father, we pray for those that are grieving, whether they're grieving because they lost someone due to coronavirus or they're grieving because they lost a normal and new normal is here. They're grieving a relationship. They're grieving a friendship. They're grieving what they hope somebody would be, whatever it is. We pray for healing for grief. Your word says in Isaiah That you are the God that has borne our griefs. What does that mean? You took our griefs. That means you helped us get through the process of grief, which means when we are grieving, we're not grieving by ourselves. You are with us. Come on, y'all. Come on, God is with me. He's with me. Put that on the screen. He's with me. He's with me. He's with me. me. You are with us in the name of Jesus. And finally, Father, we pray now for leadership, specifically for America we cover federal leadership, we cover a state leadership, and we cover local leadership, and we cover even county leadership. and sponsor under local. Father, we pray that you put the right people come on y'all, in the right seats, in the right offices to get the right things done so that your people prosper and move forward. In the name of Jesus, that we get the right things done and the right people in the right seats of authority. In the name of Jesus, Father, those that currently have the seats, Father, if they no longer deserve the seat or need the seat or misuse the seat or abuse the seat, we pray them up out the seat. Come on, y'all, and that you would put your selections in the seats. In the name of Jesus, Father, in the Scripture, it was the men of God that sat leaders. You would choose, and the men of God would seat leaders. So tonight in the realm of the spirit, we speak to every seat of leadership and say, Lord, you seat the right people in the right places. Your will be done. Get the glory even out of America. Get the glory out of Canada. Put your country or your city or state on the screen. Put, get the glory out of Nigeria. Get the glory out of Brazil. Come on. Get the glory out of Houston leadership. Get the glory out of Denver leadership. Get the glory out of Aurora leadership. Get the glory out of Arapahoe County leadership. Come on, y'all. I'm waiting on you. But Get the glory, Father, out of Atlanta leadership. Get the glory out of Georgia's leadership. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it. In Jesus' and get the glory out of Tampa. Get the glory out of the United Kingdom. Get the glory out of the leadership in New Jersey and New York. In Burlington, New Jersey, and Florida down there uh, with that governor. Get them, get the glory in Jesus' name. Panama City, get the glory. Come on, y'all. Get the glory out of the leadership in Glencoe, Alabama. Get the glory out of the leadership uh, in Houston. Wherever we are, Father, every place that's being called out right now, Father, we need the right people in the right seats. It matters who's leads. It matters who's up top. Get the glory out of the leadership in New York. Get the glory out of the leadership in Las Vegas. Get the glory out of the leadership in Newfoundland, Canada. Get the glory in the name of Jesus. What does that mean? Father, that means that whatever happens, let the story be told that it was nobody but God. Come on. We even pray. I feel it. Come on, y'all. I feel like praying tonight. We even pray, Father, for the global economy. We reject the notions that say that your people are going to be negatively affected. I need you to say, I'm exempt. I'm exempt. Matter of fact, let's be more specific, please. To, I'm exempt from economic issues. Please type it on the screen. We are exempt from economic issues. We are exempt from economic issues. Father, every time there was an issue in that Bible, if we look at the children of Israel, when they were going through those 10 plagues, it affected the Egyptians. But it did not affect um, your people. Get the glory. I see Fort Lee, Virginia. I see different places coming up. Come on, y'all. I'm waiting on you. Come on. I see your comments. They're coming in. They're coming in. They're coming in. They're coming in. Get the glory now in Jesus' name. Get the glory with the leadership in Boulder. Get the glory now in Jesus' name. Get the glory out of Oakland, California. Get the glory out of Mississippi, Compton. Come on, Compton. Get the glory out of every place listed all those that I call and all those that I have not yet called. We thank you for it now in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Listen, guys, if I haven't called out your city yet, um, please make sure that you type it on the screen. Um, we just covered a whole lot in prayer, right? We covered a whole, come on, Waxahachie. Waxahachie. Let me just pause. I see Waxahachie, um, which is about, what, 30, 45 minutes south of Dallas. I remember one of my first trips to Dallas, I had to go. Um, there's this college in Waxahachie, and it's, just, it's a beautiful college campus and this beautiful auditorium. It's just in the middle of nowhere. It's just in the middle of nowhere. And uh, I remember going to Waxahachie. And they said, "Bishop, you want to do a location in Waxahachie," I said, "It is. It ain't no people out here. It ain't enough people out here. Come on, Memphis, get the glory out of Memphis. Every single place um, that's listed. That's what we pray for, guys. If you haven't shared this yet, share this. All right. What are we doing tonight? We are sharing the prayer tonight. And prayer is a dialogue. It's not a monologue. We pray that God get the glory out of Brazil. Uh, R.J. Was that Rio de Janeiro? Get the glory out of that. Guys, isn't this amazing? We're gathered together to pray from all over, from all over America and around the world. Um, if you're just coming in, share this. Even on Instagram, you can share this. Inbox this to a few people. Uh, somebody say, come again to Waxahachie. I, I will come again. Yes, I will come again to Waxahachie. Um, but let me say this. Um, if you just come in and share this tonight, what are we doing, guys? We are sharing prayer tonight and everybody needs prayer prayer. If you've ever prayed with me, you're going to notice that prayer. We're not just going to talk, 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 talk the whole hour. Prayer is a monologue. It is not a or excuse me. It's a dialogue. It's not a monologue. What does that mean? If you grew up in church, here's how you would talk to pray. Blah, 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 blah. blah. In Jesus name. Amen. You stop. But when you pray, you have to stop to wait for the response. Prayer is communication. If you read your Bible, every time they prayed, God responded. Can I please get you to type this on the screen? He's responding to me. Never think that you are too little or too unimportant or too small that God will not respond to you. So when we pray tonight, I need y'all to hear me. God's going to respond to you. And when God responds to you, we pray over Gloville, Colorado. I see that. I, I see that. I've never even heard that. Um and so uh, but bless you, Pastor. Make sure send me an inbox, Pastor from Pastor from Brazil. Um i I've, I've got a lot of Brazil's been coming up before me. I wanna talk to you about Brazil. Listen, um and so um, that's what we're going to do tonight, okay? So make sure that you share this tonight, like the video, tell me where you're away from, tell me where you're watching from, and then share this if you haven't already done this tonight. Listen, a couple of things, and I want to move um, into the specifics that God gave me uh, for us to pray about. I pray about prayer. Um, so when, when we pray, I don't just get on here and just... And just start blabbing and talking. When I I pray about what to pray about, can I teach you how to be strategic? You got to learn how to be strategic in prayer because prayer is the first line of defense in any type of warfare. I'm going to say it again: prayer is the first line of defense in any type of warfare. Uh, I see you, Germany, Michigan, Portland, Dallas, Missouri. Um, prayer is the first line of defense and any type of warfare. And so whenever, watch me, and let me also say this, warfare is actually a compliment. An enemy doesn't go to war with you, you ready? Unless they see you as a threat. It would simply be, watch me, it would be an invasion if you weren't a threat. You need to, watch me, When when when, what is warfare? Warfare is when a variety of problems come at you at one time that you did not start. Is there anybody on prayer tonight where you you got you got a little warfare that you did with? Just do the hand wave emoji. It ain't everybody, but it's somebody. Is there anybody tonight on prayer where you can do the hand wave? And say you got a little warfare that's going on in that's going zone uh, rather in your life. All right? I need you to hear me. Uh you need to look at that as a compliment. Because you do not go to war with someone, please hear me. You do not go to war with someone that is not, in fact, a threat. You would simply, watch me, you would simply invade them if you were not afraid of them. And so today, while I was praying about what to pray about, the Lord says, "Son, I need you to tell them they need to stop seeing watch me, warfare as a negative. They need to see it as a compliment, because whatever's coming against them is revealing to them they are seen as a threat. Your very life is a threat, which is why for many of you since you were a child the enemy's been trying to get you, trying to mess with you. Had grown folks messing with you when you were a little girl. Grown folks messing with you with a little boy. People trying to mess with you, starting issues with you, starting issues in your teenage years. Why? Because he desired to try to get you tied up, jacked up, tangled up, messed up um so that when you grew older, you would no longer be a threat. But baby, he should have got you when he had you. Too late. A matter of fact, can we all globally on every platform just say thank you? Can we just say thank you? Thank you for the compliment. It's a compliment. All right. So prayer is the first line of defense. Um, the enemy would have just invaded unless he saw you as a threat. He couldn't invade. Why? Because just like Job, you had that hedge of protection up around you. So God says, I ain't even let them do something. I'm not even letting them do something uh, unless I permit it. And if I permit it, it's because I got a purpose behind it. All right. Uh, and so in all of that, Prayer is a dialogue. So I'm going to give you revelation, then we'll pray. I'll pray, give you revelation, pray, give you revelation. It's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. All right. You got to build, you got to get your inner Aaliyah back, back, forth and forth. All right. So there's that. Let me do a couple of quick announcements Then we're going to move into this thing tonight on prayer. What do we do? Every Monday night, we gather together for one hour and I encourage you, Um, to block out this time, because for most, this is going to be the longest consecutive time of prayer you're going to have all week. And I'm not saying that in a negative way or condemning way. I am saying that let's make this count. All right. So I encourage you to block this time out. There's some things that people know Bishop Foreman doesn't do. I'm in church. I did that before I was a pastor. By the way, this says Alpha and Omega. Every time I see it on the camera, I just like to say that because one time somebody said, this guy's got a Mason's ring on. I said, I don't know nothing about no, no, what you're talking about. This says Alpha. And then the Omega sign is around that. And there's a crown around that. This is a lion. I like lions. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Um, and so listen, I, um, um, uh, as we are doing this, I encourage you to make it count. So block the time out. Set it aside in your calendar. Let's get some stuff done. So let's cover your week. All right. Let's do that. So the first thing that I want to do, I'm going to do prayer a little different tonight. I'm going to change the flow a little bit. And also, let's also not forget our uncommon gospel radio network family that's now joining us on Monday Night Prayer. They also was were with us the other day. When we did um, the interview with um, uh, singer C.C. Peniston, which was amazing. We had a single mom that we blessed. We sent that out today. And so if you're watching, if you're watching, if you are that single mom and you're watching on prayer, can you do the hand wave emoji? Because we sent something out today to bless you. You're in Decatur, Georgia, which is Atlanta and Harvest Church Atlanta is coming. Let me talk about that. So, uh, in, in just a little bit, we're going to release the date for the first Atlanta Digital Mixer. If you're in the Atlanta area, you got family in the Atlanta area, we're starting to build our team in the Atlanta area, delayed but not denied, all right? So, we're on the way. What I need you to do, I simply need you to text H-C-A-T-L to 59769. Can I get a few of you to type that on the screen? H-C-A-T-L to 59769. That way uh, you can get connected to everything that we've got going on uh, for uh, Harvest Church Atlanta. It's going to be amazing. All right. Um, sometimes, can, can I be honest with you? Sometimes um, the enemy, I remember my bishop um, who's, who's going on to be with the Lord now. I remember one time he said um, he was headed to a city and as he was headed to a city, um The city that he was in before uh, was a city, um, no one really knew who he was, um, and he went through hell um, just trying to get basic things done. And I remember something, and this sticks with me to this day, even posthumously, this lesson does. Um, This sticks to me to this day. He said, um, all of the hell that he was going through there was to make him quit there so that he wouldn't get to next. Y'all need to hear me. Um, I'm going to cover that in prayer because for some of you, what happened, watch me, in the first four four months and 11 days has been trying to shut you down so you wouldn't get to the second half of this year. And I want to pray that you do not make bad decisions from your now that will affect your next. Let's cover that. Father, in Jesus name, I pray right now that we would not make bad decisions in our now that would affect our next. Father, give us the grace we need to make the right decisions. Give us the grace we need to make wise decisions. We cannot make dumb decisions and emotional decisions in our now that will negatively affect our necks. And so in Jesus name, we declare that we have the mind of Christ. If you can lay one one of your hands on your head, touch your head. Father, we declare we have the mind of Christ. Your word says, let this mind that was in Christ be in us also. So we pray that that's the mind we have. We have your mind. What does that mean? We think about it the way you think about it. That means our thought process and our thought pattern is the same way you think about it. You are a problem solver. You never let one problem shut you down. You never let one problem stop you. When Lazarus was dead, you said, get up. And the storm was raging, you said, wind stop. Wave stop. Uh, when they didn't have enough food, you said, I bless the food, we're gonna have more than enough. When they didn't have money to pay their taxes, you said, I command this fish to put get gold in his mouth. Let's go fishing. In other words, Peter, stay on your assignment and your money's going to be in your assignment. Eh! Peter, keep doing what I told you to do, and then money's going to find you. You won't even have to find it. In the name of Jesus, we have your thought process. We have your mentality. We have your way of looking at things. That's what we have. In Jesus' name. Can I just get you to type this on the screen? I have the mind of Christ. I know it's long. But I need you to type that. Again, there's a several things you're going to see me having you do whenever we go into prayer. One of them, you're going to have me uh, have you to say things. Proverbs 821, 1821, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Those that love it, shall so eat its fruit. What's the it? It's whatever you love to say. So if you love to talk negative, that's your fruit you're going to eat. If you love to talk Bible, that's the fruit you're going to eat. Um, Today's Bible reading, Yesterday, today's Bible reading was back in Joshua 10. Actually, it was yesterday's. I completed yesterday's Bible reading. If you don't have our app, you should get it. Uh, It's totally free, over 10,000 downloads. You should get it. It's going through an upgrade right now. I have to look at the next version of it. Um, It's in my queue of things to do, but I'll get it done. Um, but you can text Harvest to 59769. Can I get a few of you to put that on each chat? On each chat, can I get a few of you to put that on each chat, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook, on uh Periscope. If I can get you to do that, um, let me tell you why that's so powerful and that's so important. Because in our app you get um messages, so you get the podcast, and then right there in the video, uh you'll get the most recent message when we're live, it's right in there too. Everything you can give from the app, you can get music in the app, you can book a coaching session in the app, you can um, um, get help for your business in the app, you can um, join the leadership network in the app, you can get Harvard's Bible College in the app. Everything you need is in the app, right? It's all right there. Um, so uh, you want to do that, but uh, and then you can also read through the whole Bible in a full year right there through the app. So the app's amazing. It's totally free. Why is it free? Because of the faithful giving of the people of harvest. All right. That's why every message is free. There's no download fee. Not knocking anybody that does that. There's no download fee. There's no MP3 fee. No, you get the podcast. And normally now, our team, they're getting cranked out a lot faster now. So now you're normally getting Sunday's message. You got it on Sunday. Isn't that amazing? Um, Now you're getting... Wednesday's message. You normally have that uh, sometime early Thursday on the podcast. And of course, you automatically have it on the digital streams. All right. Um, But let me tell you. So Joshua 10 kept coming up and and I listened to it yesterday. Today it popped up again. So whenever something happens more than once, can I get you to put this on the screen? It's called the law of witness. The law of witness is a biblical principle. Whenever something pops up almost uh, more than once in your life, it's called the law of witness. What does that mean, Bishop? It means God is saying pay attention to this. The law of witness, pay attention to this. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. If I see something two or three times happen in my life, I need to stop And I need to pay attention. I need to say, whoa, what am I missing here? I need to pay attention. So Joshua 10, uh, 11 and 12 and 13 played again for me today. Um, Joshua 10 is where Joshua told the son to stand still. Uh, And the Lord began to stir me today. And he said, son, he said, I need you to. to," you ready for this. He says, I need you to stir the faith of people in prayer. He says, because I'm going to require some risk. Whoa, come on. He said, I need you to stir the faith of the people in prayer. It's just because I'm, I'm going to, about to require some risk. That's what faith is. We walk by faith, not by sight. What is faith, not by sight? It's risk. I want to cover you um, because for some of you, here's the risk. It's going to be in your seed song. It's going to be in your giving. For some of you, it's going to be in forgiving someone. For some of you, it is going to be, watch me, in leaving your house. Because you literally, when they said, I saw some cars close to where I live. And I said, they, they, when they said, don't leave your house, they have not left their house. Their car bears the marks. That's faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. It's a risk. Faith always involves a risk. Do you hear me? Bishop, give me some scripture. I can give you several of them, but let's just go. Um, Peter walking on water. That's a risk. That's a risk. Peter has never walked on water before. He only sees Jesus doing it, but guess what? When he sees Jesus doing it, that doesn't necessarily equate to him thinking he can do it. See, what are you saying, Bishop? How did you get here? Proverbs 18, 21, life and death are the power of the tongue, they that love it, so eat its fruit. I saw this thing, Joshua 10, pop up twice so that I would pay attention to it. Because God says, I need you to act like Joshua. Joshua told what looked impossible happened for me. Come on, y'all. He said, listen, I know it's impossible for everybody else, but it's going to happen for me. Can I get you, please, to type your first name on the screen? Just your first name on the screen. Because there is no faith without risk. That's the definition of faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Risk, evidence of things I've seen. Risk, it's risk. It's risk. But it's calculated risk. Hey, It's calculated risk. Put your first name on the screen. I'm going to cover you. Because God told me to stir your faith tonight. And the only way to stir faith tonight, the only way we're going to stir faith tonight is that you watch me, is that you brace yourself for risk. Got it? For some of you, it might be uh it might be being kind to somebody you want to hate. Let's be honest. There are some people that they make it easy to hate them. Come on, let's be real prayer. There are some people where you like listen. You 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 are the you are the uh, you are the uh, person that you you make it hard to to, to love God. Uh, you make it difficult to love. You make it difficult to interact with. <clears throat> are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, so we want to cover this in prayer tonight. All right, let's go. Uh, you got your first name on the screen. Let's cover, it. Father, in Jesus' name. We cover now. I cover every name in prayer. And in Jesus name, we decree and we declare, uh, Father, that our faith would be stirred. Our faith would be stirred tonight in the name of Jesus. And Father, as you stir our faith, that means we brace for risk. And risk does not even mean that it's something massive. It doesn't mean that it is something huge. It's just something that's outside of our comfort zone. That's faith. Peter had to get out of the boat. That's risk one. Then he has to step, put his foot on the water. That's risk two. Then he has to let go of the boat. That's risk three. Then he has to start walking on the water. That's risk four. Then he has to keep his eyes on Jesus while he's on the water. That's risk five, because it makes sense to be looking around. So Father, in Jesus name, I pray that as our faith is stirred tonight, what does that mean? We brace for risk. We brace for risks tonight in the name of Jesus. So every name that's on every platform tonight, Father, I pray that you would give them the grace to brace for risk. That's what we decree. That is what we declare. And we thank you that it is so now in Jesus' name. Come on. I need you to just say, I'm ready. 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 You ready? Let's go. All right. Listen, if you're just coming in, like this video, tell me where you're watching from, share Instagram, you can send it to some people. Uh, you can text it to some people. Facebook, you can click the share button. You can text it to some people. You can send it out to some people. Facebook, you can share it right there on your page. When you do that, you're literally being a digital missionary tonight and you, are literally, you literally do not know whose life um, you're going to have the ability or the capacity to change tonight. So I definitely want to encourage you Uh, To move in that thing tonight. All right, let's move forward. Let's move forward. Let's move forward. Let's move forward. Uh, Let's move forward. One of the other things uh, I want to talk about um, is this series that we're in. So we're in this series called Parables this month. Um, Month, month, uh, month five. uh, Five is the biblical number that means favor. It means grace. It's when God adds His super to our natural. All right. This series, I think, is amazing. We're only three messages in, two Sundays, one Wednesday. And this has been amazing, right? Um, if you have been watching these messages, oh my God, these things have blessed me. Even yesterday, I was going to uh, release both the 9.15 and the 11.15 AM version, because while it's the same message, the reality is it's not the same. Um, and that 11.15 took a turn. That thing took a turn. It, it took a turn and came back around, but then even when it got to the end, uh, you know, that thing took a turn. And so what am I saying uh, to you? I encourage you, if you have not listened uh, or don't have the series, get our app. Text Harvest at 59769 so you can get our app. I know it's going to be a great blessing to you. And then even the message that we were in uh, on yesterday, the parable of the Good Samaritan. My God, if you saw the message, can you type something, uh, put in the chat something that spoke to you from the series? Put something that spoke to you from the series. Um, but that has spoken to you already from the series. Of course, uh, our April series, at New Altitude, everything has just been lining up and only God could do that. I decided the series, um, I decided just so you know how I operate. I, I pray and I don't wait until, Lord, what you want to say? Um, I, 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 I am constantly in communication with the Lord, but I pray about a year series. I prayed about 2020 series in October, November. So the direction we were going to go was already predecided. So it's amazing how the Lord has lined that up. Now, every message is not planned out, no. But the overall theme of the series is. And uh, that's amazing to me to see how that's lining up. Uh, The rebuking of the priest and the Levite. That was good, right? What else? What else? Y'all talk to me. What stood out to you from yesterday's message, the parable of the Good Samaritan? Guys, please, if you did not listen to it, even if you did, you have got to go listen to that thing again. It was amazing. Your journey will bless someone else. Uh, I'm going to be a blessing to someone else. Mm-mm, not going to be. You already are. You already are a blessing. In Genesis 12, he says, "I will bless you to be a blessing." That's a done deal. You're already a blessing. Can I help some of you? But well, what the enemy hopes you do is that you get so bitter that you no longer want to bless. Can we? Can I ask you a question? How many of you on here right now? Um, you have had moments where your interactions with people have made you so mad and angry. And bitter, they made you bitter that you didn't want to bless, that you didn't want to bless, that you didn't want to bless. You're just like, you know what? I don't wanna bless nobody. I don't wanna be bothered with nobody. I don't wanna bless nobody. Uh I don't want to, you know, I, I'm just not doing it. I'm just not doing it. How many of you can be honest? I listen, I, I put both my hands up, my legs up too. Can't see them. All right? My ears up. You got what I'm saying? My elbows up. All right. Um, but can I tell you, um you're poor, you're poor into others. And it may be simple. It may be an act of kindness. It might be being nice, being kind. Uh, can I tell you the Bibles? Can I go here real quick? Can I go here real quick? Let me go here real quick. I want to go here real quick. Um, I want to go here real quick. And I've seen your comments. You're saying it's blessing you. It's not supposed to be fair. I'm seeing all of your comments um, that the leaders just walk by and, and, and right. Isn't that amazing? Um, the robbers, how they rob you openly. Um, there's so much wisdom. You've never heard the parable of the Good Samaritan taught that way. You've mm. never heard it. You've got to listen to that. Even if you were in church on Sunday, you've got to go back and listen to it. And not in church, but watching church digitally. You've got to go back and listen to it again. Um, don't become what was done to you. That's so good. Many times we become what was done to us. You've been betrayed, so you're now un- you're inconsistent with people. You've been hurt, so you're now hurt with people, but one of the things that's so important, the Bible says faith works by love. Faith works by love. The word works there means energized by love, all right? So faith is energized by love. Faith gets its energy by love. Now, remember I just said, son, tell the people, y'all ready? Thank you, Purpose. What's going on? Appreciate you, man. Great conversation last week. Um, So God says, watch me. God says, hey, I need you to stir the faith of the people, all right? So if you started faith to the people, um, that means you gotta get you gotta brace for risk. Gotta get ready for risk. Something that's not comfortable. But let's go. You ready? If faith works by love, or faith is fueled by love, or energized by love, you can't walk in love and bitterness at the same time. You can't do both of them. That's not that's not a both of them option. It's not love, bitterness, both of them. You can't do both of them. So here's what the enemy was hoping. He was hoping that your negative experiences with people would cause you to get bitter. Why? It's, it's bigger than you just having an internal healing. This is bigger than a Kelly Price song talking about, I need a healing for my soul. It is so that your faith won't work. He wants to shut down your ability to take faith walks and to take faith risks. He wants to shut it down by having you bitter and angry with people. Because now if you're bitter and angry with people, he can shut down your faith, which means you can have a great, the Bible says, and there's a great and effective door. You ready? There's a great and effective door that is open for me, Paul said, and there are many adversaries. Now, who opens doors? Revelation tells us who opens doors. God opens doors. What? No man can shut. He shuts doors. No man can close. Or or excuse me, he shuts doors, no man can open. He closes doors, uh, no man can open. He shuts uh, and vice versa. All right, here's what I need you to get. If that's what's going on, then that means the only way you don't get through your door, what's the door represent, Bishop? It represents your opportunity. It represents you doing and going into something greater. When you go through a door, that means you're entering a dimension. For some of you, that door isn't financial. That door, watch me, it is emotional, It's you no longer being connected and having Stockholm syndrome and feeling sad for the people who do you bad. Huh? That's the word right there. Because some of y'all keep getting hurt by the same people and that's crazy. All right. Hurt me once. Hurt me four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. We got a problem. All right. For some of you, your door of opportunity, it's business for some of you, your door of opportunity, it is you finally doing what you were created to do. For some of you, your opportunity, it will be financial. It's you going to another level of financial uh, 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 prowess. But hear me, since the enemy can't shut it, look at me, and nobody else can shut it, then what does he need you to do? He needs you to be too scared to walk through the door. What will make you scared to walk through the door? You don't want to take risk. That's faith. Why don't you want to take a risk? You ready for it? You ready for it? Let me tell you why. It's because your faith works by love. So if you are bitter and you are mad and people have pissed you off, can I be real tonight on prayer? Don't tell all send me no DMs afterwards talk about Bishop that was strong. Don't mess with me. All right? I'm real. I got to keep it real. Bishop Foreman is called to be Bishop Foreman. I'm not called to be somebody else. So what Bishop Foreman does is keep it real so people can heal. That's my assignment. My assignment is not to be nobody else. All right? Now check this out. And I'm very okay with that. Now, listen, if people keep you in that place, then your faith won't work. You have no gas. So you can have a Rolls Royce uh, opportunity, but no gas to get anywhere. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You can have a Bentley opportunity, and I'm not saying be materialistic, I'm just making a point, but people have aggravated the heaven, hell and earth out of you to where you don't even want to do it. Can I get some honest people on prayer tonight? You're like I don't even want to do it. I don't. I don't. I don't even want to do it. I'm just done. You hear what I'm saying? And I, and I want to. I want to cover that in prayer, because for many of you, hear me. For many of you, your faith being stirred also means that. Watch me. The, the enemy is desiring to stir up issues with people. How many of you, even though you're in quarantine, are experiencing issues with people that are blowing your mind? Wave at me. Wave at me. You're experiencing issues with people that are blowing your mind. Wave at me. Come on. Maybe it's coworkers. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your kids. May, 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 who knows who it is, but you're experiencing issues that are blowing your mind. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right. So listen, I want to cover that in prayer um, because whenever you see a bunch of issues with people coming, can I tell you that the enemy, the enemy is at the door. Right, let me stand up for a minute. Let me stand up for a minute. All right, all right, the enemy's at the door. Let's pretend like, I'm gonna move this TV here. All right, let's pretend, let's pretend like this is the door. Paul said, there's a great ineffective door open for me. It's open. And there are what? There are many what? Adversaries. The adversaries are standing right at the door. They're like, you ain't going through this door. You ain't going through this door. You mad at her. Watch me. Instead of walking through your door, go fuss with them. Instead of walking through your door, go keep having meetings with them about the same thing. Instead of walking through your door, keep dealing with their issues. Instead of walking through your door, keep dealing with their problems. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? He's literally standing by the door hoping that your bitterness makes you turn around. Because here's what some of y'all do. That's what some of us do. We get to the door like, this is my year. This is my year. All things do. All things do. I'm going in. I'm going in. This is going to be amazing. This is my year. It's going to be the best year of my life. The best decade of my life. you standing at the door. And as you're getting ready to walk in, people problems come up. And when people problems come up, please hit me. They come up from behind you. That ought to tell you something. If it's coming from behind me, that means there's something in front of me you're trying to distract me from. So what happens? I'm walking through the door. Then I turn around to deal with they mess and their issues. Some of y'all gotta hear me. Every fight you can fight with people ain't worth fighting. Some things you just need to say gone now. I dare some of y'all to type that on the screen. Gone now. That's a southern saying. G O N E space N A H. Gone now. I ain't got time for that. Gone now. You don't do right. Gone now. I want to cover that in prayer because um the reality is when the door's open in front of you, the enemy can't shut it. So he wants to. Get your faith to have no fuel by dealing with issues with people. Let's cover that. Father, in Jesus' name, we will not fall for the okie doke this year. We will not fall for the okie doke this year. We will not fall for the okie doke this decade. In Jesus' name, we decree and we declare that we will maximize and walk through the doors. Come on, y'all, that you have opened for us. That requires risk. Risk is faith. Our faith is fueled by love. We choose love. We're not letting anyone. Come on, y'all. Let's go in right here. We're not letting anyone pull us into bitterness. We're not letting anyone pull us into wrath. We're not letting anyone pull us into being distracted. Some of you tonight, you need to let some people know, I apologize for even getting involved with that. That's none of my business. Mm. Some of you tonight, you need to let certain people know once you get off of prayer. Listen, don't call me no more about you uh, you and Jackie's problems. Don't call me no more about you and Tyrone's But I'm not getting in the middle of y'all's stuff no more. Y'all grown. Some of you parents, you need to tell your children tonight, baby, I love you. Don't call me with that mess no more though. Why? Because I have been distracted from the door far too many years before, far too many decades before, and I need somebody to type it on the screen. I'm walking through it this time. Come on. I'm walking through it this time. I'm going through it this time. We are not turning around to deal with stuff that's trying to keep us from the door. We're not turning around. We're not pulling back. We're not holding back. This is the year where we're going to rule, reign, conquer, and subdue. This is still going to be the best year of our life. This is still going to be the best decade of our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, everybody say amen. Come on, everybody say amen right there. good God Almighty, this is good to me. Guys, if you're just coming in, like this video, tell me where you're watching from. Share this video tonight. Um, Listen, a couple more things I want to do because I need to obey my assignment. So the the other thing the Lord told me, he said, son, help is coming this week. Mm. Woo! I'm going to just let that sit on you. In fact, we posted an image last night. Um, When your help shows up, don't hurt it. For many of you, you've had to do so much yourself and on your own um, that you are so used to not having help that you almost think that help is a bad thing. Right? Uh, how many of you, you'll be honest, a lot of what you've had to get done, you've just had to get it done yourself? Just wave at me. A lot of what you've had to get done, you just had to get it done yourself. I need to obey what the Lord told me. He said, Son, help's coming this week help is coming this week the parable of the good samaritan that man was laying there y'all and the bible says that he was half dead but he said please go listen to that message from yesterday once we get off but if he was half dead it's in our app and our podcast can i get a few y'all to type that on the screen one more time text harvest to five nine seven six nine so you can get our app so you can look at that message if the man was half dead y'all that also means that the man was half alive. I'm going to say it again. And if he was half dead, that also means that the man was half alive. Are you hearing me? Um, There's a message I did years ago called Abishai is on the way. Abishai is on the way. Um, If he's half alive, um, that means he didn't need all of him to thrive. He just needed a part of him. And there are certain things that some of your struggles... What they're showing you is you don't even need all of you to win. You don't even need all of you to win. You just need half of you. Um, but, the, but the second part of it is this. That good Samaritan was the man's help. Now, imagine what the man has gone through. And on Wednesday, we gonna. oh my God. Woo! God, I can't wait for church on Wednesday. Um, don't miss it. 7 o'clock Mountain Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Somebody says, I've listened to it. Canada says, I've listened to it twice and it fed me more the a second time. The first time you hear a message, you only remember 30% of what you heard. Second time, it, it, you have what's called diminishing returns. So it takes about four times for you to actually hear all of what was said, which is why I believe in that principle. Um, that's why every year I read the Bible. You know, if you already read it, I read it over and over and over again because I hear things I've never heard before. Now, listen, that good Samaritan was the man's help, it was the man that was half dead, his help. Now, what did he just finish dealing with? Two people that ignored him, two people that dropped him, two people that rejected him. Their inaction was rejection. Whoa. Right. Their inaction was rejection. One was a leader and one was a servant. Levites, those that served in church, Priest led, priests led the church. Levites served in the church. All right. To keep it simple. You ready? Here's the thing. I'm gonna cover this in prayer, and uh, we're gonna see how much time we got left. I got to drop the net. Um so i don't run out of time. I did good last week. I got us. I got us done in, in, in an hour. Um, listen to me, y'all. He's just dealt with y'all. Ready? Two people, a leader, and someone that serves that ignored him. That ignored him. They so it, being ignored can feel like rejection. And some of you have to be careful because. Sometimes you think that people are ignoring you and it is just that you don't know what's on their journey. And so you interpret being ignored as rejection and maybe you're not on their radar. I just want to say that because sometimes you get you get caught up in you get caught up in stuff that sometimes you don't know what they are doing or they are dealing with. Cuz question, what if both of them, you ready? What if both of them were infected with something? And they didn't want to mess with the band cuz they're infected right? Um, you don't know that. Sure doesn't tell you that. So, I just need to say that because sometimes we get into this thing where, you know, if somebody don't respond the way you want to respond, all of a sudden now you talking about you keep on walking. I ain't talking to you, sending, singing C.C. Pinson. So, listen, maybe you don't know what they're dealing with. You don't know what their journey is. But to him, he probably takes that as being ignored. He probably takes that as being ignored, um, which feels like rejection and abandonment. You ready? Then, what happened before that? He's robbed. So imagine when the Good Samaritan comes along. This man is like, Look, I've been rejected. I have been dejected. I have been ignored. And I've been robbed. What are you doing? How many of you look at your help like they're a suspect? Come on. How many of you, God sends people? I can't, as a pastor, I have poured my life into people because that's what I'm called to do. And that's what I do. And that's what it is. But I can't tell you how many people I'm like, how are you fighting the man that's helping you? I said, literally, the only benefit in this connection is from me to you. There is no reciprocal benefit. Like, why are you fighting me? Everybody on here knows what I'm talking about. Because there's people you've tried to help that fought you. Everybody on here knows what I'm talking about. Everybody. Especially those that are leaders. Especially those that are leaders. Especially those that are leaders in ministry. The people you have tried to help the most are the people that were the hardest to help. You're like, you literally need me to help you stop bleeding. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You don't even understand what I'm dealing with. And neither do you. You're about to bleed out and die, fool. But go on. That's what you want to do. Go on now. All right, here we go. So imagine if he responds to the good Samaritan and says, leave me alone. Don't help me. What happens to that man? If he's half dead, still half alive, but he's naked, he's uncovered. When it goes nighttime in this in, in the region of uh, from. Jerusalem to Jericho. Guess what happens? The animals are gonna get him. You all ready? Scorpions, snakes, spiders. He goes from being half dead to whole dead because he would have hurt his help. Last thing I gotta cover in prayer. Looks like I'm gonna run out of time. Is that you don't hurt your help, Father? In Jesus' name, we pray that when help shows up, Abishai is on the way. Abishai is the one that helped David kill his second giant because there were more after Goliath his second giant was one that almost took him out the first one he knocked down by himself the second one the the lord sent help father you told me this week help is coming that the areas of our lives our businesses our ministries i need you to put on the screen help is coming this week don't say it's on the way give it a time frame this week to the areas we need it the most help is coming and so in jesus name we thank you for that and Father, help us not to hurt our health in Jesus' name. Guys, if you're on prayer tonight, I got to move. If you're on prayer tonight and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, tonight's your night. The Lord's coming to get you. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, tonight's your night to come back to the Lord. And thirdly, be like, Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God. Tonight's your night. On the count of three, I just want you to respond with the hand-wave emoji or say, it's me. I'm going to lead you in a prayer tonight. You now, there's a slight delay for YouTube and Periscope and the others than Instagram. So, There'll be a slight delay there. That's okay. That's the way it is. All right. Let's, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord. Or be sure on three, respond. hand wave emoji. say, it's me. One, two, three. Respond right now. God's coming to get you tonight. I don't care if you're a man, you're a woman, you're a boy, you're a girl, you're black, you're white, you're tall, you're short. It does not matter. I, it does not matter. I don't care how you feel like you've screwed up, how you feel like you've messed up. God's coming to get you tonight. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure to say, it's me, or do the hand wave emoji. Come on, everybody, do it right now. Now, I want you to pray this with me. I keep responding, but I want you to pray with me so I don't run out of time. Everybody say this with me, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Say, because of this belief and because of this commission, I see you, Angela, need to recommit. Come on, tonight's your night. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. Come on, y'all, say it with me. Say if I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you as of right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, guys, um, if you just prayed that prayer, can I get a few of you to type on every platform? Text Decision to 59769. Text Decision to 59769. When you do that, We're going to shoot you a text right away to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle, not just a hobby. If you want to sow into prayer tonight, uh, listen, um, you can sow. I believe in sowing. I'm a sower. I'm a giver, so I believe in it. You can use Cash App, Harvest Church Give. Can I get a few of you to put that on each platform? Or you can use Bishop Foreman, or you can go to harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Instagram, I got to let you go. I'm going to finish up over on on the other platforms. I love you, Instagram. Love you, love you, love you. Love you, love you, love you. Oh, man, look at all that. All of the people watching prayer tonight. Listen, if you're still with me on Facebook, YouTube and Periscope tonight, if you want to sew in the prayer. Make sure that you sew Harvest Church Give on Cash App or Bishop Foreman, B-I-S-H-O-P-F-O-R-E-M-A-M. You're also welcome. To use PayPal, you can go to hello at HarvestSearch.Church and do it that way. Or, um, and that's the email that you use. You can give it that way. If you are connected to Harvest, or you got text to give, you know how to do it. I'm going to text the amount to 84321, put in Harvest Church, and everything is good. Guys, I love you. Cannot wait for church on Wednesday night. We're going to be testing something else. So If you see another live pop up a little bit later, uh, either today or tomorrow, I'm going to be testing something else because technology is advancing really quickly. Now they've got a technology uh, where it may, where it it will even go in on Instagram live. Only thing I don't like about it is that um, the, the camera interface deal. And then it'll put all my chats and it'll add Instagram. Technology is advancing so fast. So anyway, love you guys. Look at all the decisions on Facebook. Come on here and on Instagram and decisions. Come on, even on YouTube. Come on. Hallelujah. Love you guys. Hope you have an amazing night. Make sure that you sew, and uh, uh, again, when you see that live pop-up, it's going to be good. Amen. Love you guys. Have an amazing night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.